Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we are back for the third last episode of Criminal Minds uh, Season 16. I know. I don't want it to stop either. And but we're gonna, yeah. it's already been <laughs> renewed for Season 17, so we only have to wait a year for new episodes. This isn't like when we were ending Season 15 and we were saying goodbye to Criminal Minds. Like, we know it's coming back. It's fine. <laughs> They couldn't well, keep no. Criminal Minds down for long. No, we were thrilled that it's coming back. So that's good. As I said, IMDb has a season 17 already on its books. So yep. that's all well, that matters. They've made their public announcement. You know, like, yep. I doubt they would do that. It's like today, same exact deal. They're like, there's going to be a season two of The Last of Us. You know, it's like when these people get another season, they want to, you know, shout it from the rooftops right away. Because, spoiler alert, if you get people super excited about their new season, there's a much better chance that the uh, network isn't going to try to back out. Which does happen. Yeah, I know. But I doubt the network would back out of this one. Oh, God, yeah. You know, it's just so exciting. It's Yeah, it's so unbelievably exciting. And you know, then everybody's exactly doing what we wanted. so well. Everybody's oh, yeah. doing so well as far as um, streaming is concerned. Oh, yeah. So it's worth every penny. Whatever they're spending on it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say the people making it deserve more, but I'm always going to say the people <laughs> making it deserve more. Well, I don't know what they're making, so... No, we can't possibly say it, but I'm just willing to say they deserve more without knowing what they're making. That's how much <laughs> I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. And I couldn't say that after season 15. Come on. No, we could not say that after season... We can say it What now. did I say after season 15? Yeah. No, totally. I know, I know. That you were you were <laughs> glad we had come to the end. I was so thrilled, and I didn't want to watch another season of this that kind of a mess. Yeah. Well, and here's the point. I haven't watched that kind of mess this no, season. No, it has so been I'm, completely different. And were I a jerk, I would say it has been a completely new kind of mess. But no, I'm not going to say that, because it's just been a good show this year. Yeah, it's not. It's not a new kind of mess. It's been very good. Mm-hmm. We've been very happy. Of course, we can never be perfectly happy well, of course but we're impossible to please and you know yes. someone would uh go mad trying to please us so we're never going to expect them to <laughs> exactly uh, it. Yeah, it is all right so the episode opens uh j- <laughs> with david and garcia going over the photograph they have of uh of Sicarius, which leads to a hilarious uh, little joke at the expense of CSI, where he's like, zoom and enhance. And she's like, do you want bigger pixels on the screen? Because I can give you bigger pixels on the screen, but that's it. (laughs) I know. Uh, But then David gets obsessed with the fact that the guy (laughs) keeps reaching back for his pocket, and it's kind of weird that it takes him the whole episode to figure out what this is when it's perfectly obvious that you're looking at someone whose phone is ringing uh, and he's not answering it. Like, Remember, this, though, this is David. It is David. That's true. Maybe now, he's not up that uh, up to that on technology. Well, no, it, it isn't going to be the first thing that comes to his mind. He isn't going to think about it. So That's true. Um, but a good now, solution is to show the clip to the rest of the team. Yeah, wouldn't that be a good solution? <laughs> Which he never does. No. Yeah, but he gets choice. there eventually. He gets there and that's what counts. You know, so it's just that David functions differently because he's this old guy that that really probably still doesn't like cell phones, much less yeah, um, feel thinks, like thinks of thinks in terms of them being people's go-to and default and, yeah. you know. And they're constantly interacting else. with them, yeah. And constantly interacting. That is hard for people to understand. Especially of a certain age. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And, no, and I think that, that, it, that does make sense. All right. So then we have uh, Sicarius going to abduct a woman who we're shown right away. And it's like, again, it's nice that they established this trend of her, uh, his... With the uh, killing the guy, having Moose kill the guy who looked a little like his neighbor, 
that the second you see this woman, you're like, oh, she looks a little like his wife. That's probably meaningful. And of course it is. So I thought it was a really nice touch that it's like, yeah, they've established his M.O. well enough that we realize what's going on even before he starts talking to her. Like we know right away. Yes. Because we, I mean, because we all saw those visions he had of slashing his wife's throat yep. and his children, killing exactly. his children with a bullet, you know? Ooh. Yeah. That was a rough episode last time. Well, it is what I said last time. Who, it, what, is he going to go and find another family to kill so that he doesn't have to kill his wife and his kids? It's definitely the first thing in uh, your mind when you see this. Essentially, you know, he's, it wasn't exactly that. But, but it's not it was, far off. It's not far off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I no. was really um, happy that that's the way they went it, and you called it. Yeah, always satisfying. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it is kind of well. We'll, we'll get. We'll quote unquote you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We will. We will. <laughs> All right. Uh, but first, we check in with JJ and Will. Uh, and we find out that they didn't actually tell uh, the sons about the cancer scare, which I guess yeah. we could have predicted. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you really, I, I understand the mindset of not wanting to worry them until you know anything. And he yeah. doesn't have cancer. He had a thyroid disorder, but they still have to keep an eye on him and they still have to do tests. But as they're talking about in this scene, they only have, he doesn't have to come back since there's no sign of cancer whatsoever other than this increased thyroid activity. They're going to make it six months before he even has to get another test. But the fact is... He doesn't like, they haven't told Henry about any of this. So when Henry overhears them talking about tests and about concern and about going to see a doctor, he is understandably upset. Like 100%. Yes. Yeah. And well, yes. Oh, and by the way, I will just put it. It was halfway through and I, when he was coming down the stairs later on in the episode. I'm not going to talk about the episode, but I'm going that's got to be JJ's son. Of course, that's her actual son. Yeah. So, but both children yeah. are her children. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are absolutely her actual kids. Yes. Well, no, but I had to check. I just double checked, right? Okay. Just to make sure. Maybe they just cast. Maybe they cast a, an actual who actor look like them, right? Yeah. Because it's like we've seen their pictures before, and we've always known that whenever we saw the picture and saw the kids, it was her actual kids. And I just assumed they were using the same kids. Because why would you change? Yeah, well, why would why would you change? And that means they're on set. It yeah, exactly. Here for her, yes. So, yeah. um, no, but no. I was. It's shocking how much the older one looks like her. Oh my god, I know. Jeez, <laughs> he walked down the stairs. And you're like, oh wow, he looks just like his mother. You know who his mother is? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the other one, not as much. Well, he's so well, young. Who can say? That's like, what genetics is like, though. But no, no, who knows what he'll look like when he's a teenager? You know, maybe he'll also take after his mother. We just don't. We just can't say yet from him. But yeah, it's another nice family scene, which uh, I mean, yes. there's nothing important. Like, it's not like we're spoiling anything except to say that this whole it's like with, you know, JJ and Will this whole season is entirely about modeling good behavior, right? Well, because yes, but it's also modeling good behavior, how how families should should try and interact and talk with their children. That's what I'm saying. Well, and yeah. interact. And but it but like the, the rest of the season has been about how you should, you know, deal with your spouse and how important communication is and all of this. And, you know, uh, and you've got. JJ making mistakes and Will showing the correct way to handle things because the second he gets, you know, this what might be bad news. But at the same time, he didn't tell her until he knew there was something to worry about and he uh, realizes he had to be did about that. And in this episode, they kept some from their son and they realized that's the bad way to deal with the situation. So they promised to be more open in the future. It's like... The whole season is just teaching us these lessons about communication within families. Also, that people make mistakes, and then, but you can correct a mistake if you make it. And what's interesting, what what I'm, what I, what's driving me nuts about this is that you have this 
horrible thing in the back of your head. Yeah. Is something going to happen to one of them and which one? I know you keep worrying. Although at the end of yeah. this episode, well, we'll talk about uh We'll go on we'll go on about this later on, yeah, right? Exactly. Uh so then we cut back to uh Sicarius who kidnaps this uh who kidnaps the woman and brings her to one of his containers. And I'm just gonna say it, I found it to be a bit of a stretch that he has a container in Southern California. I think, like, because their whole theory is that he moved the container and the murdering to the East Coast to keep it as far as possible away from where he actually lives. And, like, this seems like an impulsive thing he's doing to try and fix his marriage and figure out. So, like, the idea that he also had a container ready and waiting to go, it seemed like a stretch to me. Well, here's here is... I think the issue, well, first of all, we don't know how much time is happening. What, what do you mean? We also don't know if this is a, this is a buried container. Well, you it looks I mean? buried because they open the door. Like we see through the door and it looks like there's a ladder or stairs out. So I think it is another buried container. It's another buried. But but we've always, I've always, just because the team doesn't understand, I've always said, he could have had other more containers. around. No, he could have more. Absolutely. And so, yes, maybe he does. But Southern California is a different fish than Washington. Right? It is, but it's still, you know, same coast. I think you'd be smarter to be in middle America. I just think like if they could have just put him in a basement somewhere, because he's uh this is set over 10, like this is set. 10 days after the last episode, we're told that he would have yeah. had ample time to find an abandoned building. It's just a coincidence. It's, it's a big coincidence that he already had a container buried in like the exact place where there was also a, in the exact town where there was also a guy itching to go and kill somebody that he could hand the, uh, realtor. Well, off that, to. now you're getting way ahead of yourself. I am. No, because... I'm just saying it's a, it's a contrivance that the episode doesn't need. All of these scenes could have just been happening in a basement instead of one of his. Well, I'm just as happy it was in a container. So there. No, but you're happy. But I'm saying it adds <laughs> nothing that it's happening in a container. Like that adds nothing no. to the episode. So why add a layer of contrivance when you didn't need one? Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think it goes to consistency of character. If if you wanted me well, to no, justify we, we, why I prefer the the container and yes and this is in a town where he yes but that yes okay so yeah it's just admit that it's contrived yes, and we can move on there's <laughs> the nothing to defend here it. it is contrived let's move on all right but it's okay no it's let fine let me put it this way it doesn't Again, hurt the I episode. will give them this yeah. All right, uh, so now they're invited to North Carolina to look into Cyrus's death because they put out a uh, an interagency memo all throughout America looking for someone named, uh, sorry, all throughout North Carolina or probably South looking Carolina, certain states, looking for someone named Cyrus who is involved in gun dealing and he's a person yeah. of interest in this Maria slaying. Yes. And so, yeah, and it actually bears fruit. They find the guy right away. Right. They find uh, because a guy named Cyrus died and he lived in a creepy cabin and they're like, well, I lived in a creepy cabin. We're looking for a serial killer named Cyrus. Why not? You know, why not search for blood? And apparently Cyrus, for all this stuff about disappearing bodies, wasn't very good at cleaning up blood. <laughs> well, he never thought he'd get caught and anybody That's would true. come looking. So and to be fair, you know. he didn't. It only happened after he died. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they find uh, evidence of her DNA and the DNA of three other people. And that's enough victims for them to try and figure out victimology. He's killing middle-aged men of some means, and he's killing young women. And they're like, uh, neither of these fit Sicarius's M.O., so he might not be Sicarius. And I'm like, yeah. um, Sicarius's whole verse, uh, whole first set of people that he killed at the old thing are unattached, you know, young, uh, unattached people often on the street, often young people. And now he's killing people who are more established and have family. So I would go so far as to say that this 100% matches Sicarius's MO well, without that's any problem. It, it's kind of, it, it is weird that they would say that because they know the kinds of bodies 
that are missing. We've seen a number of his kills and they do pick up for heaven's sakes. One was what the mayor of a town. Yeah. The, the, you know, or um, something like that. Yeah. No, it wasn't the mayor of the town, but, but it involved the mayor and his wife. Yep. I think it was the mayor. He was running for Congress or God only knows. I can't remember now. Yeah. Right. So, and then the people that are being killed are, yeah so well, well, case, all you had to do my point is right all you had men, to say in this yeah. scene right is uh you know we talked to his doctor and he has been you know physically invalid and unable to move for the past three years so while there's obviously a connection between him and sicarius we know sicarius has been active and traveling and yes. this can't have been him there you go oh, because he's been sick yeah, exactly. This guy well, he's obviously now. been that's what I'm saying. So all you had to do is say we talked to his doctor and there's no way he could have done the traveling that we know yeah. Sicarius has been doing. Boom, you've established that this even though the MOs match or the MOs plausibly match, there's no way he could have been there. But it's interesting and this is endemic to the show as a whole. They're like they really are reticent to use evidence other than profiling. Like to admit that other kinds of evidence exist. And I find that really weird, but it's, it's always, the show has always been that way. They overvalue profiling and they undervalue other forms of evidence such as, well, no, and it goes, uh, it goes back to last week where they're like, but the Senator's son doesn't fit the profile. Also, he wasn't in the frigging country. Yes. Well, we've, we, we, we've, we've, we've flogged that one. Oh, well. no, no. I'm not saying I'll we have to get you. back into Jeez. it. We really have, but it's just weird because it's endemic to how they tell these stories. That because the show is Criminal Minds, ra- they they over-focus on the psychology rather than something like Unsub or Wire in the Blood did, where they say that the psychology is, is one important characteristic, but by no means is it the only thing people focus on. Yeah, because in all these other shows, the profiles change. Well, in all these and other Jerry- shows, there's only one profiler, and there are people who do other jobs than profiling. Yes, and... And well, these guys are terribly reluctant to change their profiles. That's, that's actually true. You know, sometimes they have to. Yeah. Because they're stuck with reality. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, I guess we're going to have to change the profile a little bit. Yeah. And um, and then it is is slogging Pete. You know, I mean, the upshot of the whole episode that is not profiling that's, that gets them where they need to go. Yeah. That's it true. is slogging walk the street police work. Yep. That gets them where they want to go. <laughs> so true. I mean that's what's so funny about it in some ways. But it is the show's brand. It is supposed to be about profiling. Oh, so. totally. I get why no, that's what I'm saying. I get why they yeah. do it. It's just yeah. it's a weird blind spot of theirs. You know, and it is. It is a blind spot of theirs. Look, you can only change the show so much. And we're <laughs> so happy with this up to this point. Oh, absolutely. And again, I'm <laughs> happy with this episode. It's just an interesting I thing love, to know. I mean, I thought this was a really good episode. Oh, it is a really good episode. And I mean, nothing I'm saying now should be, you know, a thought of us thinking that this is anything but a really good episode. It's absolutely a very good episode. I just, I, I found it interesting that like there's better evidence to be pointing at, but they don't do it. And I think it's just because of the show's structure, it limits the way they think about the, sh- their, the show they're making, you know? But they are, they are making Penelope and her job more real. Yeah, that's true. Right. Oh, they absolutely and she's are. Making, she's making jokes about some of it. And so there's a whole bunch. When we talk about the show, there are so many things that they are getting right this time. That Oh, are, absolutely. Or at least from our perspective, shall we say. Because, shall I tell you something about the internet? Go. I saw this headline. Fans in an uproar about Penelope and Tyler. Really? I love and them. I, And I'm sitting there. Why? Apparently, there's a whole group of fans that wanted Luke and Penelope Penelope to get get together. together, And they're very upset that they didn't get together. And um, she's... Don't like Tyler. and They're crazy. Tyler's great. I don't know if they don't like Tyler. They just don't want Penelope. They wanted Penelope and Luke to get together. And I'm going... 
Well, Don't we you never remember how that contrived was... that was in the last season? How when the last yeah. season started, you said they were leading to that, and that's why Luke's girlfriend has mis- mysteriously disappeared. Disappears. And my response was, "But they don't have that kind of relationship at all, and that would be completely implausible." And yes. then it happened in the last episode, and I was like, "Well, I guess when you're oh. writing the episode, you get to have your character kiss Adam Rodriguez, but this still feels wrong. It still feels wrong." And guess what? Both Penelope and and Luke figured it out after one date. I know. So there you go. Like, guys, there you go. And Penelope's got a boyfriend. Guys. Take the win. Yeah, take the win. And what a boyfriend. Exactly. He's fantastic. <laughs> you know, take the win. She's got her hunk. Yep. And oh. he's a reasonable hunk. Exactly. You oh. know? And he seems like a nice person. So. Yep. He's got Come a on, kid. Guys. He's like stable. He's surprisingly stable for a guy who's been through what he's been through. So yeah, no, I yeah. I am I am one hundred percent on board with Tyler Green. I think he's fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, that me too. And I hope he stays. It would be great. However, you know, there's um, two episodes left. We're counting on nothing. Like we're assuming nothing. There's still two episodes. Yeah. To no, go. no, because. They have managed to surprise us over and over again. That's what I'm saying. And I agree with you. It's like, we got to, we'll see where they're going with this is what I say. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So then we get to, uh, oh, Lee, which is his real name, which, uh, now we find out his real name and I'm like, okay, I've really been impressed with so much of your crime here. Uh, uh, Voight, but you were telling people your real name over and over well, and over again? And I know you changed it, name. but... Oh! first name. Yes, your real first name. And maybe nobody knew his last name was Dumont or whatever the last name is. I've forgotten yeah, what DuPont, the last name is. I think DuPont. DuPont. Du- something, something like it's that. Do something or other. Yeah, yeah, it's do something. Uh, but my point is, like, uh, yeah, like, you're supposed to be severing all ties with your past. And and the the good reason to do it is... Because your uncle's a creepy serial killer who might get caught one day. Uh, so maybe don't use your real first name. So yeah, like, dude, uh, not not as careful as you want him to be, <laughs> considering well, all the Well, maybe other stuff in the beginning, because that would have been earlier, because that would have been just after he left. So he hadn't Absolutely. sort of and I agree sorted with that out 100%. what he was going to do. Except the way that they connected him to the kidnapping in Indio, California, is that he gives his name as Lee. Lee, I know. Oh, that, dude. Like That was a bit of a stutter that he was using his name. Yeah, his real name. And I'm like, yeah. and you could say, well, he was playing the killer. Yeah, but she's a professional woman who's going to meet something. She People know where she's going and who she's going to meet. And that's how and he... And she writes these things down in her book. She has a whole office. You know, she has a whole office of people she works with. Like, this is not a person. But then again, I think we're just going to have to give this to he's decompensating and he's not thinking clearly. Yes. And and I'm sure his wife doesn't know his real name. Oh, no, absolutely. She doesn't. There's no way. So, yeah, but, but I think we're going to we're going to pin this to he's not thinking straight and he's decompensating. Yes. That's that's a big mistake he makes this week. Well, it and we have been watching him slowly kind of freaking out and making these tiny little things that aren't so important. And definitely, as Dave and the rest of them, he's going to make a mistake. Yeah. And and we already noted that the first mistake he did made was kill Cyrus mm-hmm. and Cyrus points this out to him. Yep. Family will get you. And in this episode, what have we got? Yep. That's exactly what happens. him to Cyrus. And now we get a really great, I mean, just again, so much of the stuff with Voight with Sicarius has been so fantastic all year. This might be his best scene all year. Jeez. Cause now we get the scene where he has the woman role-playing as his wife to see how she'll react when he brings up the whole I'm a serial killer thing. Yes. It's such a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, and then they swap in the actress who's play, uh, who plays his wife for the actress in the chair for one bit, oh. and you're like, oh my god, this is... It's so good, and it's so believable, yes. and she clearly knows that her only way out is to play along. 
yes. with his thing. And she doesn't like just give him, uh, and she tries to just agree with him. And he's like, no, I want your honest answer. And she's like, well, at the okay. end of the day, I have, you know, I have kids with you. So I'm going to have to at least hear you out. And you believe it. <laughs> oh, no. Th- th- this whole scene is totally believable. Yeah. And we know, like, he can he can say, like, he gets around, well, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, obviously you, we know. Well, obviously we know, but she, that is one point where she doesn't know, but he, when he puts the needle into her, she also says, he says, well, are you okay with... Well, do I have a choice? Yeah, but no, that's that's you know, later on. But w- w- when there's this whole, but that whole scene, mm-hmm. right, yeah. is so so good. Um, and she gives him those honest answers. Yeah, and it it is. Um, I I I was really impressed. I Such was really a good impressed. scene, and it's played so well. Oh yeah, and it both is actors are so good. Like, Yes. Shot and beautifully. The, scene, the actors are so yeah. good. Yeah, just fantastic it, scene. It was just a fantastic scene mm-hmm. from and, beginning to um, end. It's a, it. In some ways, it was a surprise. Yeah. Right. That's what I would say. That okay. So he doesn't want her to kill her. Mm-hmm. He wants her because he wants to keep his marriage going and he figures the only way to stop decompensating and to and to kind of get rid of the serial killer life is to choose between the two. To, well, and to no longer to choose and not just, meld not just choose. together. That's what I was about to say. Not yeah. to keep the two halves of his lives severed anymore. Because that's what's been creating all of this tension is the two halves of his lives. He has to completely diff, uh, keep completely separate. But if he can get his wife to accept this addiction and this problem of his, maybe he can use her support to stop serial killing. And you understand why he thinks that. That might be delusional. Yes. But you understand why he thinks it. And that's what makes this such a powerful scene. It's because he's so like nakedly honest with his needs and his wants. Like, yeah, and he it, the interesting thing is is that, and we'll find out why later. But he doesn't have, he doesn't know how to socially interact with other people. No. Hence, he went into computers. Yeah. <laughs> Where he sort of didn't have to, but he wanted the wife, and he wanted the children, and he yeah. wanted that life. He wanted to be normal. He wanted to be normal, and but. <laughs> He doesn't know. Clearly, his parents weren't normal, and clearly, his uncle wasn't normal. Yep. So he doesn't know how to behave normal. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know normal. He doesn't know what to expect from his wife. So he finds somebody who looks like his wife, and who is happily married with the two children. Yep. Because he stalked her long enough to know all of these things, and so he, if he can figure out how she's this making woman it work, would react, yeah. and then he'll know how work, his wife. Yeah. He might know how his wife would react. It's a great scene. It's a fantastic yeah, scene. Yeah, it, it is just, and it is fully believable. Yeah, that, that this, this is the man. conclusion he would come to, that he would think this yeah. would work. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane, but you understand where he's coming from, and you believe yes. it from the, the character they've built over these past eight episodes. So then he makes the wife call her husband and say she's run away because the marriage isn't working, and you can tell, like, The husband doesn't 100% believe it, but accepts it and calls the cops to call off the search for her because he doesn't really know what else to do in the situation. And she is convincing and saying, and, but it's like, you can see he's completely blindsided by the idea. He's kind of surprised that his wife, what what do you mean our marriage isn't working? You know, what? Yeah. You know, unlike, unlike Will and JJ, this seems to be a working marriage. Yep. He was completely shocked. Totally you know, at that idea. And um but he yeah. accepts it. Okay, so you need and 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 she says it's only gonna be twenty-four hours. And here's the end, but the key is the end of the scene, right? Oh. And it's so good. Where he asks, Would you die for your husband? She's like, Nope, but you die for your children. She's like, Yes. And he's like, Okay, good. That's information I could use against my wife. I mean, he, he doesn't, didn't say he doesn't that. say that, but that is what's going on yeah. in the scene. And it's yeah. so clear that that's what's going on in the scene because this show is good at the character stuff. He's like, and just the idea that his mind is so warped that his thought is, 
I always have the option to threaten my children if I want to get my wife to accept me. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Damn! Oh, yes, God. he is starting to blend his two lives. He is. And That's he what really that is. is. Oh, it's you know he can't he because that's the only way he can sort of think, mm-hmm. and we do see him threatening later on or how he does. Well, actually, what well, he's already done the is, he's already done the threat to her at this point that yes, he'll murder and, her her whole family if yeah, uh, and, she tells anybody. And you begin to understand how. Oh, and we also find out the number of people he's killed. Yeah, 61. he's killed sixty-one people. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, and that, I mean, that alone confirms that there had to be uh, other containers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying it didn't have to be in India or California. Well, except for this episode. Well, so. no, again, it could have been in any basement yes. anywhere this was taking place. It didn't need yeah. to be in one. But anyway, yes. but no, 61. So, yeah, oof, that's a big number. That means six a year. Yeah. Every two months. Every two months. Yeah. It's, it is bleak stuff, this episode. <laughs> If you think about like, the hideously large number of victims. And I mean, we don't actually know. The real guy uh, was named Israel Keys. And we don't, I don't think we actually have a really good idea of how many people he actually killed. But it was numbers. Because yeah. the problem is he traveled the country and he robbed and he killed so far from where he lived and always in different jurisdictions that it's, and not with a specific MO, that yeah. it is impossible to tie all of these together. Like, you literally can't. He would have had to confess, and he didn't. So, we have no idea the well, the full see, number. As- yes, but they are allowing us, the audience, to know these things. Yeah. Because oh, totally. we want to know. Of course we do. <laughs> I just think it's an interesting, like, um, yeah. way they're looking at the... Because they're clearly inspired by this real guy, and it's interesting how they're taking it. And, like, just coming up with this, oof, number. All right. Uh, so then we go back to base where they found out uh, that Lee probably killed his parents. And they make the assumption that uh, that would be why uh, Cyrus would have taken him in because he recognized he was also a murderer. I'm like, sure. OK. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite. Uh, that, you know, that seems like a, a stretch. Place, I can see why they would go there. I wouldn't necessarily go there. No. Um, that but he would only have twice. taken him in if he thought he was also a murderer? No, I didn't buy that. No. no. Because I think he, he, you know, now he uses that idea. Yeah, he does. He To keep him it, in line and to keep him under control. Yes, because he's a child. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I didn't quite buy it, but okay, it's the easy answer. It is the easy answer. Would, and in this week, easy. that's what they want. Yeah. Uh, you got to have one easy answer. Yeah. But now they find out about the uh about the guy named Lee who kidnapped a woman with kids and they're like, "Oh, woman with kids, that fits his new profile, victim profile." I'm like, "Sure. Yeah, let's let's go." But the the important part is it's a guy named Lee, so there's a good chance it's connected. So they rush out there to help with the case. And guess what? They got their jet back. I know. I'm going I, There was the thing. What do you mean? Yep. We got their jet back? And now we get a really interesting moment uh, because we cut to the guy who is going to pay $30,000 to get to murder somebody. And if you have ever wondered, and I think I have, uh, so the people who make Criminal Minds, uh, they love Manhunter. I think that's pretty clear. They did a Manhunter tribute episode. The first episode of this season literally just quoted the movie Manhunter. But the real question is, did they love the movie Manhunter or did they love the book or second movie with Ed Norton, Red Dragon? And I think we can 100% confirm based on the casting of this man that no, it's the movie Manhunter they love. Because this yes. guy couldn't look more like Tom Noonan in Manhunter if he they tried. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but if you wonder why he looks familiar, just go back and, and watch, watch Man the Hunter. original Manhunter. And the thing is, it's like, this man knows why he was hired. And everything about his performance is meant to recall the Tooth Fairy, 
Like, everything about his mannerisms and his way of speaking, it's all meant to recall the Tooth Fairy from Manhunter. Like, there is no subtlety to it. It's like, this is a reference they are happy to show off. And I really liked that about it. That's just fine. And there he is saying, and I followed all the rules. Yes. Unlike the other ones. I know you did. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you your victim. Just get me the money and I'll give you your victim. Oh, so nice. But it's really interesting. So Lee doesn't break his promise to the woman. He doesn't kill her. He's not going to kill her. (laughs) But I will say this. Uh, I will say this. The reason they're so sure that the kidnapping has to do with um, uh, Sicarius, and this is where, like I say, we get into a stretch, is that one of the missing cases, there was the one in Rockville, Maryland, and there was the one in... uh, and then there was the one in Indio, California. So there must yes. be a connection. And it's like, that's the, that's the justifi- for justification for the connection. I get it 100%. But I will say this one thing, which is now we finally found out. Cause you remember they had identified like a dozen different ways of killing people and yep. a bunch of the cases. And we had joked how ridiculous it was <laughs> that one of them was going to be strangulation themed. Because <laughs> it's like, what would that case look like? And thank God they don't attempt to show us the case. They just like, you know what? We locked ourselves into this. It's fine. Because when he gets ready to kill her, it's just a rope. So the yeah. idea... The idea that Void sold a man a $30,000 plastic case full of rope, rope? is hilarious. <laughs> no. It's just a, but what the hell? And the thing is, it's clearly this guy's fantasy as well. And they went so far with the Manhunter thing that they even said that this guy's motivation was like um, his abusive upbringing at the hands of his grandmother, who yep. he tried to kill years earlier, which is how the cops know about him, which is also the origin story of the Tooth Fairy in Red Dragon. So, yeah, they 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 love Manhunter, right? They yeah. love Manhunter. And you know what? They're right to love Manhunt. I was going to say, and we love it too, so. It's the best. It's the best movie. I'm sorry, but when we watched that and Silence of the Lambs back to back, we're like, how did people ever respond this positively to Silence of the Lambs when they knew about Manhunter? You know? Yes. How is this the one that won all the Oscars? Well, because because the original Manhunter wasn't shot as well. It was, you know, it's like the original Terminator. I, I would argue that it shot pretty well. Well, yeah, but no, but think about it. Like when you look at it, it was right. It's older. There are conventions that are being used and stuff. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that. Whereas Silence of the Lambs is really, really slick, and so is. is the second Terminator. Yeah, really, that's really true. slick. Like it's funny that that comes to mind but it is the case that they're both doing this one is michael mann and the other is james cameron right uh yeah is michael mann no he um no um the yeah somebody else came in to direct the second one uh no no i'm saying the first one the first one is michael mann yes yeah okay so i was right you were right and it's still it still reeks both of them reek of the late 70s they really do and um, so I think people have a harder time. It's like. Well, and there's, I think the weird part about Manhunter that people, I think some people recoil from is how sterile and cold and distant it is from all the characters. Yes. You know, like you really don't get, they don't let you into anybody's head because they're so like, because again, that's what the story's about, about like what's going on underneath the surface of all these people and how frustrating it is to try and crack through that to solve a crime. Whereas Silence of the Lambs is all about like just explaining what really clearly, like the thing is in the book Red Dragon, the movie Red Dragon, there's all the stuff about uh, the Tooth Fairy's backstory. That's been completely excised from Manhunter. At the end of Manhunter... He, he has revealed no secrets. You know nothing about why it is that the Tooth Fairy was doing what he was doing at the yeah, end of that and, movie. And, well, yeah. And as I, I keep going, I go back to Thief, for example. Michael yeah. Man. Where Thief. it's just this puzzle of this man. Yeah. And basically Terminator has the same problem. Yeah. and But for a different reason. And, and the reason in Terminator is that things are just consistently happening too fast yeah. and it's going and it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. You can't stop. You never get think. to take a breath. Nobody, you get a few little 
clues as to why this guy came back. Yeah. Right. I mean, you finally get the payoff at the end of, of that yes, relationship. Of but but you're right. Like, we never find out who Sarah Connor is. No. In the first Not movie. really. You, uh, you just see her working in the restaurant and she's a bit of a klutz. Yeah, that's it. And that's it, right? So. It's not until Terminator 2 that we have this full picture of who she is and what she cares about. Yeah. And it's that's the same thing, the same thing with Silence of the Lambs. You yeah. The, this the, full the, picture of who she is and who the killer is. Yes. And so this is why we are so happy that uh, the Criminal Minds writers absolutely love Manhunter. Yeah, Manhunter. Yeah, because it's like we, you get no bad points. There are no negative no, 100%. points. One hundred percent. That one. It's hey, fantastic. Do it, please. Uh, so yeah, we get the um. Uh, oh, so then we get the wonderful scene where he says he's taking her home, but he really he hands her off to uh, the Tooth Fairy. Yep. <laughs> Such a monster. Such an oh, absolute beast. And. The one thing that I had to say about that is that any, any minor little bit of sympathy you might have had for Voight. Yeah, it's gone now. Is gone. Yeah. When he delivers her, her to a serial killer. Delivers yeah. her to the serial killer. Yeah. Anything is gone. Yeah. Like there's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. that you are going to empathize with. I mean, in the next two episodes. Now we could be wrong, but I don't think We've so. been wrong before, but you're right. I doubt it. I don't think that you can get past that. If he had let her go yeah. and taken that risk, mm-hmm. um, maybe you might have said, okay. This man can be redeemed. There is something redeemable in there. In him, yeah. right? And But when he just sells, sells her off. Yeah, I know. That's what he does. It he is. just sells her off to this serial killer mm-hmm. um Oof. that's it you've gone it's over it's done yeah there is um, nothing there, redeeming in him no there is no redemption for this character there, he will burn in hell oh God, or Valhalla. Yeah. he will whichever you in hell. Yeah. whichever you want yeah <laughs> or he's gonna come back as a slug <laughs> whichever yeah whichever version of it you choose to believe he's got yep. the worst stuff coming yep all right, uh, so we get the fun scene where David, um, where David here uh, like sees the husband decline a call from his mother-in-law and realizes that's what yeah. uh, that's what Sicarius was doing in the video. Yep. And uh, I will say we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute, but he gets it, and so now they've got their first really concrete lead on Sicarius. Then we go to, okay, well, how are we going to catch this current guy and get this woman back? And so they're like, well, we're in, we're in strangulation. We're in Indio, California. Let's search through the chat logs that we have. Right. And so searching through the chat logs, they find a guy who lives in Indio, California and who loves strangling. And you get this great moment from the cop who's like, Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. We had a, a guy who tried to strangle his grandmother a couple yeah. of years back and went to jail for it. it it's probably that guy. He was a real creep. And so, okay, well, that's done. That's let's done. Go, let's Good. go get him. Yep. It really turns out not to be difficult at all. And uh, we're so happy. Oh, yeah. No, it is. I mean, you had to you had to give us some happiness. Oh, yeah. So they and run and they is- chase him down uh, because Void, of course, uh, he finds out the killer who has set her up to uh, slowly strangle. Because if she, uh, so the rope is tied to her neck and it's tied to her hands over a pulley. So if she tries to free her hands, she'll pull it tighter against her neck. Yeah. Or And the, her only other option is to stand there until her legs give out and she'll strangle. And it's like, yeah. ugh. Yeah, and she'll stand there as long as she possibly can. Yeah, that's. Just in case and thank God. Yeah, oh, but that's a rough one. But yeah. Sicarius tells him to go on the run, you know, get out of town. And like an idiot, he goes back to his house to try and get stuff. And we have a foot chase and then he kills himself. Well, kills himself. He forces David to shoot him. Yes. It's suicide by cop. Yeah, suicide it by cop. It is what, and they don't want to do it, but. They don't really have any other They options. understand that Voight sets this up. Right? Oh, yeah. But at the With same time, this them. guy can't face jail. Like he just, no. he can't go back because he's been to jail for trying to kill his grandmother, but he can't go back. And so they have to figure out where she is and they find a, uh, they find out that the grandparents owned a textile factory that's still, that is now in his name after they died and she must be there and she is. But I'm like, 
Dude had a really fancy car. I feel like you could have just checked the GPS on his really fancy car and went to the last place he drove the car. Seems like that would have been a faster way to get to her. But you know what? They The point is they get to her before she dies and that's all that really matters. Yes. But even in the hospital, she remembers what Sicaria said. And even though he lied to her and even though he betrayed her and tried to get, hand it over to serial killer, she 100% believes that her family isn't safe. In fact, I would say she believes it more now. Because he says, yeah. it might not be me who does it, but someone will come and kill your family if you tell anybody yep. about me. And now he's pr- proven that he's got other serial killers on his payroll. Well, they're paying him, but same deal. Yeah. So it's like, in a way, her getting rescued and having that experience makes him her more likely to keep his secret than not. Yeah. Which is, I think, a really good touch for the episode. Yep. Yeah, such a good scene. Oh my god. Like... Oh, and she's so happy to see her husband and everyone's so <laughs> glad to have her alive. Like, just, you really get the relief this week. Like, as it was so tense when she was being hanged. And it was so close. And I know that, I know they get to choose when she gets rescued. But it's just like, oh, her legs had just given out. They make us have it be the most brutal possible version of this scene. Oh, but yes. I loved it. It's so but- dramatic and so well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it was a little quick for her legs to give out. Yeah, but I mean, the but thing is, the she's. Almost, you got to remember, <laughs> she was tied to that chair for a day. She hasn't eaten or drank anything in 48 yeah. hours at this point. I thought the same thing, but then I thought about what she'd been through, and it's like she's barely slept. She's been drugged. She hasn't had anything to eat or drink in two days. Uh-huh. How, how long would you really be able to stand up in that situation? With a rope pulling against your neck. I don't know how okay. long I would last, you know? No. And it is it is at least a couple Giving of hours. Giving him that one, too. Because it's daytime when they kill him, but yeah. it's well after dark when, when they, they find, find her. her. So yeah. it, it could be as much as six hours. And you know? I have to admit, they were very nice about letting her, letting her off the hook. Yeah, initially. with not telling. Yeah. Yeah. They, they understand that she's terrified. Her. It is a very nice touch. It is very nice that they don't try to pressure her into anything. Yeah. So, yes, I was very happy with that. Oh, my God. So then, oh, we get the ending, which, man, do they know how to do a cliffhanger these days? <laughs> because David has said, I'm going to go pound the pavement in the Pacific Northwest off of Penelope's list of names. And, uh, Luke, you go to Rockville and see if you can track, see if you can find any leads or any clues about the last case, which we now know is the acid case, which I guess will show up this coming week. Uh, unless they're going to leave us hanging on that last case, which would be a real, a real jerk move on their part. Remember, if they we've don't got resolve two episodes that last left. Case. We, so they have plenty of time to deal with that case full of acid. Thank heavens. Right. Uh, so, uh, then we get the phone call. Finally, between Voight and his wife. And it's, again, every scene with this guy, you know? Oh, he's he's just... Yeah, never so mind. Good. It's just great. Every scene with this guy is so great. Like, it's so thrilling to watch. And the wife is great. Like, this is such fantastic interplay. With her quite reasonably saying, I could... I have only assumed that I was going to hear you were dead. You know, yes. I have been Googling your name and to see if you were, had killed yourself somewhere. And he tries to say that it's like, I can, I can come back and we can fix this, but there's stuff you don't know about me. And he's getting ready to confess the minute he sees her. He's like, I'll be back tomorrow. And she's willing to listen. Yeah. And she's willing to listen. And then there's a knock on the door. <laughs> and David has arrived to ask her a few questions. <laughs> Oh, so beautiful. It was. I mean, it just was. She gets off. She's sitting. She's sitting there crying. Mm-hmm. You know, who are you? Yeah. And basically he does say, I don't know. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden there's the knock on the door and we know it's going to be. David. Oh, we know right away. What yeah. an ending. Again, they yeah. have a lot of great cliffhangers this year. 
This is the best yep. one. This is the yeah. best one they've had. Yeah, you just see it and you so the big question is is she going what is she going to what do? What is she going to do? And what is going to happen when David meets, you know, Voight? You know, like it's so interesting. There's so many places this is going to go. I'm so excited for next week. Like I can't wait for next week. Yeah. Because we've had you know and it isn't as, and they've done some nice sort of work with the team in mm -hmm. terms of the relationship. And as you can see, hopefully the internet will be, see that Luke couldn't care less <laughs> that Penelope has found a has, man, has found a man. In fact, everybody's really, really happy, happy for, for her. her. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. You know, I, I will do, I, and I'm going to do my one nitpicky criticism about this. Right. And maybe okay. this will be addressed next week. And I'm going to say it. They made the evidence that leads them to Voight way too conclusive. Like, there is no way that right now they shouldn't know 100% that this woman called Sicarius. And I'll tell you why. And because uh, they try to say... Uh, so they have a five, no, they have a 10 minute window in which the calls could have happened because yes. the security cameras aren't that accurate and they know the cell phone tower, right? And this is Whitfield County, Georgia. Now, Whitfield County, Georgia is a big enough place, a couple hundred thousand people there. Absolutely. And this is like a seven o'clock at night, something like that on a November evening, right? So I assume there were lots of phone calls happening on that cell phone system that night. That's true. But the problem is they also have they also know in all likelihood that the call was coming from the Pacific Northwest. And if you just had to say, okay. And if you told me in that 10 minute window, there were 300 calls from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and that 50 of them, the person didn't pick up the person declined the call. I'd be like, yep, there's 50 people to check. I completely get that. Yes. But the problem is what they have is that there were two calls one minute apart uh, from the same number to the same number, and both were declined. Yes. And I'm like, there's no way that happened more than once. A call from the Pacific Northwest to Whitfield County, Georgia, in a 10-minute window on a single night, two calls in two minutes, both of which were declined. No, the evidence is too good. They should have just made it one call. Because then you would believe you've got to pound the pavement. You've got to go talk to 50 different people and hope you get lucky. But the idea that someone else would have, like, more than one person would have called twice and been declined twice. And, by the way, that is calling a cell phone that is also registered in the Pacific Northwest? No, the evidence is too good. But, I mean, that's a minor nitpick, right? And that would be so easy to fix, because you just have to be, just make it one call. There, done. Problem solved. Yeah, then you really believe that there's a long list of people to check because, you know, there's 10 million people in the Pacific Northwest and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. OK, probably just 100,000 people in Woodfield County, Georgia, maybe 200,000. I'd buy that there were 50 people to check out. I wouldn't buy that, you know, there were 50 there people were... who called twice in two minutes and both times were hung up on it. Well, it, it it was a very strange thing because Penelope, but there are thousands of people who called and I'm going, what? No, <laughs> there's no way. There's, there, I mean, yeah, I did have problems sort of with that, but I like the fact that Dave was just going to have to go pound the page. I know. And that's why I'm saying like, make it a little more plausible that he would have to, because the yeah. end point we get to is so good that I just yes. wish like the trip there had been slightly more plausible, you know? Oh, yeah, but you know. I do. I do actually know. Yeah, no. I do. And I mean, again, this is such a minor complaint for what's such a fantastic episode. Oh, I, I loved this episode. I thought they did such a good job mm -hmm. of watching him. There he is de decomposing. Yep, right? decompensating. Decompensating, decomposing. As far as <laughs> Soon as enough. Anyway, never mind. Um, But decompensating. Yeah. Right? And trying to find some way that he can keep his existence going. Yeah. And under other circumstances, you'd actually feel kind of sorry for him until he decides that he's going to, that, that he sets the woman off with the serial killer. Yeah. Cause it's like, that, then that was just like, 
okay, you know, I'm a, I allow myself to sometimes feel bad for some of these guys for their past. Oh, yeah. Well, like the we know the horrible upbringing he had. This yeah. is a never had a chance kind of guy because obviously yeah. his parents were monstrously abusive and yeah. he started a fire to escape from that. And then he yeah. wound up with a serial killer who taught him all of the worst possible lessons. Yep. So it's like you ended up with this situation where it's like, dude didn't have a chance and you feel sorry for him. But at a certain point, it's sad, but yeah. you have to put the violent dog down. Yep. You know, it's like, weirdly, it's like what we were talking about the other day where it's like, it's tragic that these dogs were trained to fight and kill in dog fighting rings, but they can't be rehabbed. No. You know? When they break up these dog fighting rings, they put down the dogs because a dog that has been trained from birth to kill can't be put into a home safely. Yeah. Like it just it can't is, happen. It is this yes. I mean it it is the story of people who should be in jail forever, like yeah. the craze. Oh yeah. You know, and like Michael should have mm -hmm. never been given any option to get out. And Tony was right about that. This yep. is why you're in the blood, by the way, guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, but this is something that people do sometimes don't understand that not everybody, the damage is so great. Mm -hmm. There is nothing you can do to resolve it. The only thing or ever to change it or ever make it better. The only thing that you can do i suppose is decide whether you are going to have capital punishment which i am opposed to mm -hmm. or whether you are going to keep them locked up for the rest lock of lock them life. away humanely and with some dignity for the rest of their lives you know that's do what the nordic countries do and just have an island with like tiny cabins on it that people just live in like hi you can't be allowed in society so here you that's go that's it and Sorry. you're never getting out you're never getting out you know, and they can live out the rest of their days with some dignity because trying to punish and trying to uh, enact vengeance and cruelty on people, it worsens us all as a society and it creates no benefit. Like nothing is made better by treating people inhumanely. Nope. You know? Nothing. Yeah. And it's like the people and they, <laughs> the weird part is, uh, Studies show that, as crazy as it is, the families of victims get more closure from people being locked away without the possibility of parole than they do from those people getting executed. Because, again, strange as it is, if the people are locked away forever, you always have this worry that they're still out there. But the problem is, if you kill those people, then the people who, you know, are sad about their... De uh, their murdered family members are left with this feeling that, oh, why didn't that person dying fix anything? And weirdly, the person be still being out there forces you to learn coping skills in which that person getting killed doesn't force you to learn. I know it, it seems like them being killed should somehow settle things, but it's just not how it works. Well, no, because because even because once they're dead, here's one of their problems. You've got your revenge. Now what do you do? Yeah. You've spent your whole your whole response time after your person. Whoever it is that was close to you has been murdered. Mm -hmm. You spend your whole time focusing on quote unquote getting justice, an eye for an eye. Mm -hmm. And once it's done, where do you go from there? Yeah. You haven't grieved. You've never gotten past any kind of anger and rage. And then you have to start grieving. And you end up just then having to start the journey that had they been just put in jail for the rest of their lives, you would have already been on. Yes. As crazy as it sounds, but it really is yeah. that simple. So anyway. Anyway, that's, that's our thoughts on the subject. Yes. <laughs> We're against and capital was, punishment here. Yes. And and if you don't know that, you haven't been listening. <laughs> yes. um, we are but, also, but we're also in favor of uh, killing your rapist. So 100%, we are in favor of that. <laughs> yes, but that's not considered revenge. Uh, that's, no, that's considered not. survival. Exactly. 100%. That's how, how we consider it, that's survival. 
Exactly. <laughs> All right. So yeah, just an amazing episode. Like, yes. uh, they're coming up on the ending and they're doing a fantastic job. And I can't wait to see how this wraps up. Oh dear. Yes. Like it could go <laughs> very badly for a lot of people very soon. I mean, Oh, I'm even worried for David, which is something I never would have been in the past. No, I, well, you know, because we're all terribly concerned that they're going to kill somebody here. Yeah, before the <laughs> end of the season. And I mean, we went through that whole thing. Like they, and this is, I think, again, it's just a problem with how the show is structured in season 15. They did a whole multi-season arc with David being obsessed with how close he came to dying at the hands of the face-off killer. Yeah. And you never felt worried for David for a second. No. Not for a second. But here, there's this mood that they've created over the whole season of this imminent threat that they keep, you know, pointing at different people that they might kill somebody off. I'm not saying we know they will. I'm not even saying I'm sure they will. But it's like the possibility is there and it chills you to the bone in the way the show's never done in the past. Oh, yeah. As I said, even with even with Will and um, JJ, yeah. you know, it's still no matter how we're... They're modeling this, but it's just like underneath is one of them going to die in danger. Know. You know, you don't worry so much. And notice Doug wasn't in this episode. Doug? Doug. That's his name. You know, her boss. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting his first name's Doug. Bailey, uh, director, assistant director Bailey. Yes. Doug Bailey. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't in the episode. And because we were thinking like, maybe maybe they're going to call off Doug or Tyler. Like, maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Because we just have this sense of dread all that's been pervasive throughout the whole show. And they've done such a good job of raising those stakes, you know? And that's what makes this episode. Mm -hmm. That's what I makes mean, it, it really work so does. well. It, oh. That's what makes it work. Not just this episode, but the whole, but the whole eight that we've had so far is that you do have that disquiet, which you should have in these. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's, um, Oh, I mean, I, know. I think some of the other shows that we watch that you do have that dread where you don't know and where we complain about how the Brits, you really never know. Yeah. They're more willing to kill off main characters and they're willing oh God, to yeah. do a whole bunch of other things. And it doesn't even have to be a main, main character. No. Right. But nobody's safe when you watch these things. Yeah. And in, this is the first time that you can say okay yes there is maybe everybody will survive yeah that's fine but they have built up the dread mm -hmm. um just the if way they're playing with is. us they are doing it expertly yes if that's... we are being toyed with it is a brilliant <laughs> yes and i'm right on board yeah oh so anyway i guess long and short of it is we're incredibly happy like with the the way it's hitting the gas towards the end of the season yep. and they have done such a good job of creating their villain that like you just can't wait to see what's next with him yes you really can't so yeah uh great job for another week we had some quibbles but you'll notice quibbles are getting smaller and smaller <laughs> we have to search harder and harder for quibbles but come on Get based on that, based on like episode four, whatever it was, we were always going to be really mean about the strangulation case. That was just always going to happen. Yeah. Like, was there a piece of rope and a pulley in there? Is that seriously? Seriously? <laughs> it was in You're the strangulation me, case. Because <sighs> especially because it's like that couldn't be what was in there because we know the guy was already into strangulation and he clearly this was his fetish and his fantasy. There's no way that's what was, which raises the question, what, what could have been in the strangulation case? And I know they don't show us because there's nothing that would satisfy us because it's such a stupid idea, but oh my God, the strangulation case. And of course that does raise the statement that there was a, there was a spider egg case. Oh, don't, please. No, no. No, because they, they go out of their way to say that there were 12 distinct methods of killing represented and 12 cases and each case they found correlated to one of those methods of killing distinct methods of killing except in the second in the first episode you told us one of the distinct methods of killing was putting spiders down somebody's throat <laughs> meaning there had to be a spider egg case i don't want to I, I know i know that i'm reaching but they're the ones who said it okay 
I'm not the one saying it. They're the oh, ones who said it. Well, yeah, that's why he got the name Sicarius. Exactly. Like, just don't say there are like 12 distinct methods and uh, they all match to the cases. Just don't. Just leave that line out. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. All right. Because, again, strangulation case. Uh, yeah. But to say that this is a big complaint would be a massive overstatement. Yeah. The show's been fantastic. We're not questioning that at all. All right. Uh, so that's that. Uh, we will see you uh, back here next time for more of this. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you'd like us to check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcast, be sure to rate and review it. That's how people find the show. We'll see you back here next time for the new episode, but until then, I'm going to say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week! Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks podcasting network.